You're listening to another wrestling episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns, featuring your guy, Bully Rye, and PJ Steven, presented by Anchor Podcasts. What's up, everybody? Or as PJ Steven would like to say, boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. We are here for another live episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye. As always, with wrestling show co-host PJ Steven. PJ, how you doing today, bud? I'm fantastic. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful episode. We finally get to talk about something that's current and awesome. It doesn't always happen because I'm super critical, and uh, I'm I'm excited to get into the show. Yeah, sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm trying to make sure everybody can can take a look at our live feed tonight. Make sure you're going. Make sure you first of all you're following us all over social media: Facebook.com/slash/tapoutsandtouchdowns at Tapouts and TDs on Twitter and the YouTube channel, uh, Tapouts and Touchdowns. Uh, we're going live. We're live now. We're live, pal. Uh, trying whoa, 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 to... Uh, we're, live. we're live, pal. I'm sorry. Let me, let me just do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, we're live, pal. So we are live here on all the, all the social medias, all the platforms here. Uh, we are going to be discussing WWE Backlash 2023 from this past Saturday in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, what a show it was. Uh, and without further ado, we're not going to waste any time. Um, we're going to get right into it. But just a reminder, if you are watching the show live, make sure uh, you plug something in the comments because we will read your comments live on the air. Uh, I don't think we've ever not read a comment on the air. Uh, so I guess you could always test the waters um, and see if you want to post something super inappropriate. Uh, to oh, see well, I, I will read it. I will read it <laughs> and I won't think twice. Uh, well, nevertheless, let's get right into it. WWE Backlash 2023, San Juan, Puerto Rico, took place Saturday, May 6th, 2023. And the show started off with a match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, despite the champion being a member of the SmackDown roster this coming week. Uh, Bianca Belair taking on EO Sky. This match went 18 minutes. And what a fantastic match it was. Um, Bianca Belair goes over. We got some gagas. PJ Steven likes to talk about it. Uh, Bailey comes in, tries to help EO, gets the attention of the referee, and uh, event- essentially costs the win uh, for EO Sky. Once again, we're going to get a, a ta- women's tag team championship match this Friday on SmackDown with, uh, I believe it's Bailey and Dakota Kai taking on Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Uh, so it's they they sort of been teasing this this riff with with damage control, and now that EOS guys lost her opportunity at a women's championship on the main roster, that might have been the crack in the foundation. PJ, how do you feel about this match? And we've got another women's championship to talk about on this card, but uh, what are your thoughts about the fact that Bianca Belair is still your Raw Women's Champion despite being a member of the SmackDown roster? It's just fine because she it's. Because it adds realism to it. It's a, it adds the well. She's still the champion. She's still undefeated. Not undefeated, but you know what I mean. Uh, she's still the champion. She, but we, but we drafted her. Well, I'm sorry, but she's still the champion. That's we're gonna have to figure that out. I think it adds a little bit of mystery to it. It's not so cut and dry, and it's not so obvious. Because how many people were like, "Well, she got drafted. That means she's losing, and she won." And it's like, okay, well, what do we do now? I. By the way. This was a great match. Fantastic. And, and fantastic. And what a great opener. Um, I, I don't understand the I don't and I guess it's just because we're just so used to we just have to have change, change, change. 
But people are calling Bianca Belair's title run boring, and I don't get it because every match she's in is great. Like, what do you want? I have, I've been saying it for a long time, and I don't know if I've said it on this show yet, but I'm going to start it here, debuting wrestling fans hate wrestling. I'm yep. starting to realize that, and I, I don't understand. Uh, I thought the match was great. I love her title run. Again, it adds realism to it, and it's it's fun. I love it. Anyway. Uh PJ, here's another question for you. Did you find it odd that, first of all, it's just not odd that this crowd was hot. We had a fantastic crowd here in Puerto Rico from start to finish. Um, but did you find it odd that the crowd turned on Bianca Belair and was was rooting for EO Sky this, whole, this entire match? Um, I didn't find that weird. I did. I mean, I don't know. We've seen that in Chicago. We've seen it in L.A. We've definitely seen it in New York and Philly. Uh, crowds turning. Um, no, I wasn't surprised. I, well, I'm not surprised, but I was a little bit, oh, why are they booing? You know, but it didn't really take me back. We get a comment from Banker Bill on the football shows. I'm glad Ryan didn't float away. I'm kind of curious to know what the re is re in reference to because we've already done our football show since we've, uh, since we've been back from the cruise. So I'd love to hear more about that comment. Thanks, thanks, Bill, for, for watching and tuning in with us. Appreciate uh, you, man. So, PJ... I already sort of mentioned that they've been sort of setting the foundation for the breakup of damage control. Do you see that company coming sooner rather than later for EO Sky breaking herself away from, from this faction with her, Bailey, and Dakota Kai? I do, because in my opinion, factions are there to make stars. Evolution, DX, uh, Ministry of Darkness, um, which was ruined by the owner of the company. Um, but that's what faction, Nation of Domination with The Rock, um, I, factions are there to make stars, and um, I look at a prime example: Judgment Day with Damian Priest, and oh, you can yeah. make a, you can make an argument for Rhea and um, Dom. Yep. So anyway. I can't I can't wait to get in that. Um, the comment that Bill was referring to, um, unbeknownst to everybody else, we got some torrential rains down here, including some some really bad hail. This afternoon, I'm actually surprised that I'm able to get on the internet because of how bad the storms were. I had almost, almost golf-sized hail um, at my house today. A quick shout-out. There's some people watching over on Facebook Live. Appreciate you being here. Make sure you go and leave a comment so we can read it on the air and get you interactive with the show. Um, but again, if you missed this match between Bianca Belair and Sky, go back. Go out of your way and watch it because, you know, to PJ's point, a lot of people are claiming that Bianca's had a boring, a boring title run. And this match was anything but. Um, now, we're going to talk more about this championship later in the show because we do have another women's championship match on this card. Uh, but before we get there, we got a couple matches in between, starting off with a match between Seth Rollins taking on Omos. This match went 10 minutes, 30 seconds. Rollins goes over as to be expected. Um, PJ, I'm going to let you just start us off here. Like, How'd you like this match? Uh, was it was it a good thing to put Omos in this spot? And and is it sort of you know the 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 old adage about Big Show was that you had him losing to guys like Rey Mysterio and a bunch of smaller guys, and now Omos is essentially on a losing streak at this point after taking this loss to Seth Rollins. Now, granted, he blocked a stop early in this match, a curb stop, if you will. It took a stop from the top rope to put him down, so it at least sort of made him look strong. Uh, how do you feel about this match, and what do you feel about the booking that they're they're doing with Omos right now? I don't mind it at all because you're booking him like he's a big guy who's also green, where he's able to 
he's able to use his strength to overcome, but he doesn't have that wrestling knowledge just yet to um, actually like to beat and to beat the guys. Um, I think it was a great match. It went 10 minutes. I mean, pretty short, uh, short and sweet, ready to go. I love the finish and I thought it was a good match. I mean, I like Elmas. I don't, you know, uh, he actually won me over with his WrestleMania match. To be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of him. I didn't have anything against him, but, um, I don't know, man. I think he's great from, um, I think he's great for, uh, better, better than like great Kali and like guys like that. So, I mean, I, I I'm a fan. I mean, they're altering his gear to give him a little bit of, uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a, a change in appearance. But at some point, you're going to have to let him go on a streak where he's actually beating members of the roster, not a bunch of jobbers. Um, so it'll, it'll, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens there. But again, a decent match for what it, what it was worth. Again, Seth Rollins, is, as much as I hate to say it, is he can really make just about anybody look good. Uh, we want to talk about people looking good. Despite it being, if I'm not mistaken, the shortest match on the card, we get a United States Championship match here uh, next up on this card. Austin Theory defending against both Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. This match only goes six minutes and 50 seconds. Austin Theory, uh, we, get a, we get a situation where Bobby Lashley hits Bronson with a spear. It's, it's the typical three-way and triple threat finish. Lashley hits the spear. Theory throws Lashley out the ring, and he capitalizes. He gets the one, two, three. Um, PJ, how'd you feel? I mean, we, you know how we, we both love Austin, or we both love Bronson Reed equally here. What'd you feel about this match? Do you feel like they should have gotten more time? You think it was kind of a perfect timing? We expected to see the United States Championship stay on SmackDown, so it's it made sense the Theory went over. But how'd you feel about this match? I wanted it so much. I wanted so much more, which I guess is what they wanted. They want us to be like, you know, give us more, give us more, you know, maybe for another another time. Um, yeah, I don't mind Austin Theory going over, by the way. I think he should have a, lo a long reign, you know? I mean, it's the way it is. But, I mean, Bronson Reed, man, that's the dude right now, man. I mean, maybe it's just – maybe I'm just biased, you know, but – uh, I, I love the guy. I hope that uh, – I don't think he needs a U.S. title. I think he needs, like, a world title, in my opinion. That's just me. But um, I do think these guys could have got a little bit more time. That being said, great match. Loved it. So two things. One, now we've got Bronson Reed on Monday Night Raw. We also have Imperium and the Intercontinental Champion. I, I, know, I, I know what you're going to hit me with, yeah. I would love to see somehow – I don't know how you do it because they're both, they're both heels – Unless you somehow work the title off of Gunther and put him in the world title picture, I would love to see Gunther and Bronson Reed go at it. Um, PJ, we, we, we keep mentioning time time periods. Bankerville's got a good question that maybe you want to touch on. Is there a match length that is optimum um, and why? So do you want to touch on this before I sort of I sort of give my opinion or would you rather hear what I have to say about the matter? Is the question like... Is there a match link that's that's an appropriate time? Like, yeah, I think I think that's I think he genuinely I, I think he's curious. Listen, listen, know. Bill, we're just wrestling fans. You can't use these big multiple syllable words there's, on us, there's, all right? There's no fifteen minute quarters in a wrestling match. Yeah, Bill. No. I mean, come on now, Bo Gator. Now I can't a red flag on the field or whatever the no, hell it is. Listen, uh, Bill, in my opinion, it depends on a lot of things. It depends on uh, it depends on the story. It depends on what type of match it is. You don't want to see a five-minute ladder match. You want to see the struggle of them coming up and getting the belt. 
Um, you don't want to see a 30-minute uh, hardcore match where it just gets insane for no reason, much like, uh, in my opinion, Edge and Randy Orton. Um, At WrestleMania a couple years ago. Was, it, was, match. was that billed as the greatest match of all time, or was so. that the other one? Okay, I can't remember how many they fought. It was all terrible. Um, so to PJ's, I, yeah, yeah, to PJ's point, Bill, I, the, the, idea, the idea of match length, it all depends on what's there. You don't want a match that is slow, not very, you know, it's not telling a very good story in a sense of like, there's not a lot of struggle. It's all one-sided and it's just going really slow and there's not a lot of action. You lose interest. So if you have a match, like what they call a squash match, Bill, where you get Brock Lesnar going up against a guy that has no, no purpose being in the ring with him, Brock Lesnar is going to beat him up for about four to five minutes, take a pin, and that's going to be it. If you have a match like we talked about, the, the Raw Women's Championship match uh, that went 18 minutes on this card, they there was a lot of action. There was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of story being told yeah. in, in the actual wrestling match where, you know, Bianca would get the upper hand, then Io would get the upper hand. Then you get some outside interference that's meant to distract Rhea Ripley, it, or I'm sorry, Bianca Belair. It backfires, and Bianca Belair is able to take advantage. Um, you build up to that to that climax of that story that is the the pinfall that is the finish of the match. Uh, think so about think about it think about it like this. Uh one, you know, like there are matches that go for an hour long and you don't I mean, you don't even notice that they're going an hour long. Um and p- prime example is a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling which, you know, I worship. Um but l- let's put it this way. So, do you want to see a 3-hour comedy movie? Probably not. You want to see an hour and a half, hour and 15 uh, maybe um, 87 minute, you know, comedy movie. You want to see a one hour epic about a giant war that changes lives and people and, and, and takes them through character development. Do you want to see a one hour star Wars movie? Yeah. Or a one hour. Or what if Avengers Troy, movie, what if Troy was one hour or yeah, Avengers prime example. So again, it depends on the circumstance, depends on your characters. And it also depends on your uh, story that you're trying to tell. And I think that's a prime. That's that. That's a good example of um, of of what appropriate optimal, time optimal is for time. a match. Yeah, I think I, I, another thing to mention. I think too is when you see matches go pretty short time distances. Like for instance, the United States match went about seven minutes. Yeah. Um, if there's a match on the card that goes twenty, but it's boring and the story doesn't the story doesn't pay off uh, as quickly as maybe it should. Like they just extended it for the sake of extending it, then it sort of it doesn't serve the purpose. So Bill is a Bill is appreciative of our of our explanations. So uh, I'm I'm slowly trying. You know, eventually Bill's going to come in and he's going to predict pro wrestling with us. I can't wait for that. Um, and PJ's PJ's dogs are uh, are excited about the potential for for Baker Bill to come on and pick some wrestling matches too. Um, next up on the card, now that we're moving right along here, uh, after the United States Championship match, we have another title match here. But this is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Is Rhea Ripley takes on hometown girl Zelina Vega. Uh, Zelina Vega very visibly emotional before, during, and after this match. It is her first time working a wrestling match in her home. I'll call it hometown or home home vicinity of Puerto Rico. This match only goes seven minutes and ten seconds. There were times where we thought that Zelina Vega was going to go over, but I think it. But, Hypothetically, we all knew that Rhea, Rhea is set for a long-term title run, despite having the hometown feel and the excitement about the potential 
for Zelina Vega to go over here. We all knew Rhea was going over. So, uh, PJ, there's not really much to talk about this match. It was about what we expected. But now we both, we've both we got both the Raw Women's Champion and the SmackDown Women's Champion on opposite shows. In the past, when there were tag team champions, I believe it was New Day and, and Street Profits, were tag team champions on opposite shows. They just showed up one night and swapped titles. We've already gone past Monday Night Raw, and that did not take place last night. Do the titles exchange this Friday on SmackDown, or are we going to get some sort of weird situation where the Raw Women's Championship is defended on SmackDown and vice versa? We could get that, because if you remember when um, John Cena went to Raw and he had the WWE title, and was it Batista that went to SmackDown? He had yeah. the world title. They just switched but it's, it. It's different. And by the and by the it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't called the Raw World Title and the SmackDown WWE title. It was just the world. This, this well, I, I agree. That's I agree. That's what I was about to. Um, that's what I was about to point out is is there really a big difference in the designs of the belt? Why couldn't they switch? I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I I, I think and, they, I, and I, I think it's silly. By the way, I think it's silly to switch. I'm just saying. What it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be that difficult. I don't I don't think it'd be difficult. I just I think that it's surprising that well, there's a couple things that are surprising, and we'll get to that later in the show when we talk about the World Heavyweight Championship tournament that started uh this past Monday on Monday Night Raw. Um, but it's it's surprising to me that the brand split was supposed to go into effect on Monday, and we still have the Raw Women's Championship on SmackDown and vice versa. And we're still doing a World Heavyweight Championship tournament taking place on SmackDown while it's a Raw title. So we'll get to that later in the show. Um, but again, this match, seven I think seven minutes was a right, uh, an appropriate time for this match. Yeah. Selena Vega, as, as exciting as it was for her to, to, to perform in Puerto Rico, she's not on that skill level of Rhea Ripley. Uh, she had some decent spots in this match. Um, but we, again, sort of expected what you would expect. Uh, and, and you got what you had expected out of this match. A quick reminder, if you're watching the show, we got a few uh, viewers on Facebook. If you're watching the show live, uh, drop us a line in the comments. We'll read them on the show, uh, make this show a little bit more interactive. Um, we're thinking about potentially moving the show back to Mondays because we haven't gotten a lot of a lot of uh, some you know feedback and stuff during the show. Uh, speaking of which, we finally got a, a decent comment here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I apologize for butchering the last name. Is it is it Grossi? Um, he's, he's weighing in on the, the idea about, about timing of a match. He says the great wrestlers know when they're not getting a pop and can either do something to get a pop or in the match. A lot of matches that can get canceled because other matches are getting crowd hooked and go a little long. So <clears throat> that um, does happen. I mean, you know, you've seen, you've seen matches go long and you've seen other ones get cut. I mean, I, I've, I've definitely seen that, especially in, we've seen that in WrestleManias. You know? I mean, we've, we've talked about the fact that, that, Halloween Havoc 1998 uh, went longer than it was supposed to. And the main event was cut from airing because they ran out of time because they had matches go long instead of, you know, maintaining that, that time frame. Yeah. And it cost WCW millions of dollars. Everybody got to watch the main event the next night on Monday Night Show for free. Yep. Uh, so it's, it's a matter of knowing your time limits and, and meeting them. Now, this match didn't feel like it had a time limit, PJ. To me... The match of the night, the street fight, the San Juan easily, street fight. Easily the match of the night. I mean, without – I I had to catch myself there. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt in my mind this is the match of the night, man. Not only did you have such a hot crowd for Bad Bunny, but man, the dude went 25 minutes. Listen, I tweeted and out about Priest and Damian yeah. Priest. What a great worker! I still remember seeing his debut where he's got the bow and arrow gimmick little thing. Yeah. And um, man, he's come a long way. He's still he's still just a tall, big dude. Looks great. I love it. Yeah, listen. So if you don't know who Bad Bunny is, you've been living under a rock. I didn't know who Bad Bunny was until he came to WWE, and then I realized who he was and how famous he was and all that stuff. I tweeted after this match was over that said this match solidified what I've been saying for months, if not years, that Bad Bunny is a better performer in the ring than Logan Paul. Absolutely, and there's it's not even close. It's not, not even, even close. close. Listen, this match, it was a San Juan street fight, so you knew you were going to get a lot of gaga. You knew you were going to get some stuff happening. Um, some of the – honestly, PJ – it was some of the most fun, quote-unquote, gaga that I have seen in years. Um, you're in Puerto Rico, so you expect – and Bad Bunny is – you know, he's the the Latino artist, um, multi-Grammy Award winner. Damian Priest also, uh, you know, from, from Latin America. So he sort of feels like a hometown a hometown boy here. But you get part of this match, obviously, they're, they're beating the crap out of each other with kendo sticks. What I didn't see before this match was earlier in the night – Savio Vega had given, if you remember, Savio Vega has returned and given Bad Bunny a kendo stick dressed in the flag of Puerto Rico. I love that. And by the way, I think Damian Priest is Puerto Rican. I think so, too. I'm almost sure. I mean, I I want to say he is, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to, yeah. you know, just um, um, assume. But I'm, yeah. pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure they're both Puerto Rican. I, I think so, too. And that's obviously, like, you know, kayfabe. Kayfabe is dead. These guys are, are buddies. Like they teamed what? together Australia a few years ago. Um, but they tore the house down, man. A lot of a lot of weapons were used. Bad Bunny ate some ate some licks, man. Took some shots from the kendo stick. Uh, let Damian Peace Damian Priest beat up on him a little bit. Um, and he sold. Oh, he, he sold, sold and he got the psychology of wrestling. Uh, it's amazing. He, under, he understands. And I think honestly, I think Bad Bunny would be a great cruiserweight champion. In, in this day and age, I think he'd be a great. He, listen, he's better than Enzo Amore, who was a cruiserweight champion in WWE. Oh, I think. God. I, yeah. I think. Enzo, I think Bad Bunny can hold he it. He can actually like he can actually rap. Yep. And so, well, he can he can sing, he can perform, and all that stuff. No, I think. Um, so you get so obviously Bad Bunny sort of hype. He hits a move where he hyperextends Damian Priest's leg. Yeah. And it's Damian Priest is selling it better than I think anybody else could have sold it here, considering how much bigger he was and is than Bad Bunny. He sold that spot so well and sold it the rest of the match. Yeah. And then when, when, when you see him, you know, him going down, all of a sudden now you get Judgment Day. You get Finn Balor. You get Dominic Mysterio getting involved. And we get Rey Mysterio coming down. It looks like he's in like a Puerto Rican mask that almost mimics that of a Shark Boy mask. Yeah, but, I, I noticed that. I kind of liked it, actually. I did, too. He tries to intervene or interfere. Or, I can't say the word. Inter Inter intervene. Intervene or interfere. Or interfere. One of those yeah, words. there you go. One of the I um, words. That's one of them Bill words. You know, we don't. Yeah, we one don't of the really one of those Baker about. Bill words. Yeah. So yeah. then we we hear some music we hadn't heard in a while, and we get a re returning Carlito in this match. Bill, I, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. I 
dude, it's it's been a long time coming. We wanted at least I've wanted to see Carlito back since he since his cousins Primo and Epico were floating around oh, the God, I forgot, I forgot about them. Yeah, you could have had sort of a similar like a Puerto Rican bloodline with Carlito, Primo, and Epico. Um, I don't think I don't think Carlito would have been a world champion contender, no. but it would have been a fun little you know. He would. I remember the big thing about Car- uh, the big thing about Carlito was his, uh, during the draft. Uh, when he, he debuted, he won the uh, Intercontinental Champion. And then when he debuted on uh, the next show, he became the United States, United champion. States champion. I thought that yeah. was fun. Uh, two things. One, we're about to get that rain that you just were talking about. I can see the clouds. I can nice. see the rain come down. Uh, anyway, uh, I have a Carlito story for you if I could tell it real quick. Um, sure. We got time tonight. We got the time, babe. So my dad and I used to watch wrestling together all the time, you know, um, and – you know, Carlito, for those who don't know, you know, he spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool. That was his big thing. That was what started his theme song. He was like a more lax, uh, healthy eater, healthy eating uh, Razor Ramon, yeah. if you will. <laughs> so, um, no, he ate apples. Razor Ramon he never would, ate would, an apple. Yeah, he would eat an apple, and the idea yeah. was that and he, would he would spit the apple spit in the your apple face. In somebody's face. Yeah. So my dad, when he first saw that, he was like, what the, hell, what the hell is that guy doing? I was like, well, daddy. He eats the apple and he spits it in people's faces because he he doesn't like them. That's and gimmick. my my dad goes, "You'd have to pay me a lot of money to have some." Well, I can't say what he said. He some mother effer spit in my face and an apple, no less, an orange. Okay, but an apple. <laughs> and I remember going like, I remember, yeah, that's a real story. And I remember going like, yeah, yeah. Wait, why an orange? Like, why not an apple? And then he looked at me and he goes. What are you talking about? I said, you said you'd, you'd an orange one thing, but an apple. He goes, no, I wouldn't let anyone spit any fruit in my face. I'm like, fruit? Any, any, I just say you wouldn't let anyone spit in your face. He was like, well, I wouldn't let just no one spit in my face. You know, Steven, and I said, let's just go back to watching wrestling, Dad. But every time, and what he was, he was trying to make a dad joke before dad jokes were popular and it wasn't yeah. working. But, and I was 11, so it went right over my head anyway. But um, I still, <laughs> But I still remember that. No, 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 I wasn't 11. I had to have been like 12. Anyway, but I remember every time I see Carlito, I think of my dad. And so when he ran out, I was like, ah, oh, man, I wonder, like, I wonder if, if my dad was still alive. He, we were watching, and I wonder if he would have popped for it. But, uh, man, that's my Carlito story. I love I, I loved seeing him as a worker. He was always a great wrestler. I loved him and Chris Masters as a tag team. I think they worked out really well. Um, and speaking of great entrances, we get another one later on, but I wanted to throw something in there. Uh, Bad Bunny coming out with his cart of weapons. I mean, did that not remind you of a Puerto Rican New Jack? Kind of, you know, because that's the first thing that came to my head. I was like, man, this dude is New Jacking it up here, and I love it. You know, even more, even better, is you talk about him understanding the psychology of the business. He comes out with this kendo stick, and he's, you know, every either, you know, from Puerto Rico, Bad Bunny. And all of a sudden, like as as they're introducing him, he's like, "No, no, no, hold on a second, hold on a second. And he goes back up the entryway to pick up his his grocery cart with all the weapons in it. Like it's perfect psychology from a guy who is not a professional wrestler. Agreed. And that's what like he just, he gets it. So I mentioned we get Carlito coming out, a huge pop. The fans absolutely love the fact that Carlito, the home ground hometown hero, is yeah. back. We get the judgment day, both uh Dominic Mysterio. And uh, Finn Balor leave the ring, and all of a sudden, boom! Los Pericos theme hits, and out comes Savio Vega himself. Man, so that had me—I popped real hard for Savio Vega. He looked good too, by the way. 
I almost lost my voice in my house watching this match. Like, yeah. nope, I was all by myself, and I was <laughs> I was the biggest mark. Uh, yeah. Man, it was so fun watching this. It's When's great the last for me, we- too, because I was just going to say, I would, God, you beat me to it. I was just going to say the last time I was watching him was a couple weeks ago because I've been going back and watching 97 Raws, and um, I just got to uh, Kane's debut, too, which is great. But, uh, you know, Savio Vega with his team going against um, uh, Nation of Domination and going against Savio no So I've been really watching Savio Vega a lot. So it was crazy seeing, like, man, what he was doing in 97, and then he, he came back out again. He looked great. He could move. I, I loved it. Loved it, he, loved it, loved it. I haven't seen him since the late 90s when Los Bariquas sort of went away. Yeah. Um, and he sort of disappeared. And so it was just, for me as a kid, I remember the Savio Vega that teamed with Razor Ramon. Uh-huh. Um, but even before then, he was, a, he was a character called Quang, where he wore this Quang. weird mask. He was a, he was a, a martial artist. And then when when when... Scott Hall leaves for WCW, and they bring back the fake Razor. The first person to feud with fake Razor was Savio Vega. Yep. Um, one of my Which fondest was, memories. So funny. My first ever WWE event featured a strap match, and if the person if if the person who lost uh, lost, Ted DiBiase left WWE, and it was a strap match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Savio Vega. And I remember everybody singing the na 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 hey goodbye to Ted DiBiase as he left. So yeah. one of my most fondest memories early was Babyface Savio Vega even before he joined the Nation of Domination yeah. before before the Nation split up and he had the DOA and Los Bariquas. So again, so you get that happen. They all jump Dom, and Finn Balor tries to leave, and all of a sudden here comes the LWO, which is which brings me to my next point, PJ. Do you like the fact that they've taken away Logato del Fantasma to just call them the LWO now? I mean, listen, merch, it's the best merch seller over the last month in WWE. They're selling yeah. more LWO shirts than anything else. But do you think it's fair for that faction to take away Logato del Fantasma and just to rehash the LWO? I, I see where you're coming from, and I could see why somebody would have a problem with it. I do. Um, that being said, if it's working, keep it going. Again, but, I'm, I, but I'm, I'm not arguing with you. It is kind of weird. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that like they are bringing the LWO not back to relevance, but like you've already seen the NWO come back. We haven't ever seen a Wolfpack reunion on WWE TV, but we we get DX reunions all the time. We get NWO, or at least we used to when Scott Hall was still with us. Uh, NWO, uh, you know, uh, reunions all the time. Not that we can get an LWO reunion. Because the originator of the LWO is no longer with us in Eddie Guerrero. But if you go back and watch that period of WCW, the LWO didn't last very long. No, no, not really. I mean, they weren't around for that much, for that long at all. Um, but God, what a... <laughs> Again, what it's a... astounding that they are they are selling the merch. And they've got two different types of shirts. They've got like the Puerto Rican LWO with the red, white, and blue. And then the Mexican LWO with the green, white, and, uh, green, white, and red. Uh, so anything I mean, anything is better than the Mexicools. Agreed. I think we can we can leave that up to to to. I think anybody would agree if you know who the Mexicools were. If you don't know who they were, research them and realize how how that would never fly in today's pro wrestling. Yeah, Bill, do me a favor. Go in your little Google machine and pop in Mexicools WWE uh, lawnmower. W yeah, it's M E X I C O O L S. 
a three of the best cruiserweight luchadors of all time. Yeah, because what it was Juventud Guerrera, Psychosis, Psychosis and, and Super, Super Crazy. crazy. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Three of the best Mexican luchadors of all time, and they were given a gimmick where they drove to the ring in riding lawnmowers. Yeah, like that. That you would. They you people were cutting so quick. People were cutting like promos like, "What are you doing wrestling here? You should be mowing mowing a lawn or." You know, standing outside of Home Depot. I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, was, and people was... are and people are wondering, like, Vince did racist angles. What? <laughs> like, you idiot! Like, have you yeah. not been watching wrestling for the past thirty years? Well, yeah, no. Let's, Gee, let's... I mean, anyway, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about your right. Let's just. Move I don't. On. I don't I'll know how to transition from that. Let's just go into the let's next. Transition map. to something a lot more positive, and that's our main event. Between no, we Cody... got we got a match. We got a match. Oh before. yeah, the bloodline, yeah. the six man tag. That's right. We got the six man tag. The second longest match on the card features the bloodline, the Usos and Solo Sokoa taking on the team of Matt Riddle and the undisputed tag team champions Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, a pretty long match, and we started seeing. Sort of like the uh, the fraction that we saw with with Sami Zayn in the bloodline. The friction, friction, the friction. What the about fraction? What? Yeah, I swear fourth, to God, one fourth of them were getting upset. You're right. You're you're throwing me off again, PJ. Real quick, I'm throwing you off. Yeah, you're uh, just saying words. So uh, Bill wants to know if it was Yardman lawnmowers. He wants to know what brand lawnmowers they they drove. Uh, no, it was actually uh, John, John Deere. Deere. Yeah, they were John Deere lawnmowers. Um, John Deere. They got them from so, John Deere. Uh, John Deere RS. Yep. So, so nevertheless, the bloodline here finally gets the win. I, I sort of expected this to happen, um, but we see Solo get really close to hitting the Samoan spike on his brother Jay. Yeah. Uh, continues to again. We talked about planting the seeds of the the breakup of Damage Control. We've already started to see the seeds planted for the breakup of the bloodline, at least removing the Usos from Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. I mean, Solo and Roman were drafted to SmackDown with Paul Heyman. Yeah. And then the Usos were drafted to SmackDown as well. Um, PJ, it seems like Solo has taken the role that Jey Uso was playing when Sami Zayn first joined the Bloodline. Do you like the angle that they're going with this? to break up the bloodline and it's sort of two different factions a la NWO Wolfpack in Hollywood. I didn't even think about that. Um, I mean, Bill, yeah, real quick, you're, you're Bill, they were, they were green and they were green and yellow, not white and yellow. Green, just yeah, a heads up, yellow. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Hyundai makes lawnmowers. Anyway, um, the, uh, <laughs> I never thought we'd get into a lawnmower conversation here on the show, but what, here kind, we of lawnmower are. Do you, what kind of lawnmower do you have? That's uh, one of the basic red lawnmowers. I have, a, that, I, have a, I have a Yamaha. It's an electric one. Oh, uh, mine's see, I'm, charge, I'm still charge the battery. I'm still, I'm still that that old school gas lawnmower that I'm going green. Okay, all right, I'm going green. Well, it's um, not like you're going to have much grass to cut in New Mexico. In New that's Mexico. right. Let's, I'm going to have let's... sand to dig up. Yeah, uh, um, and me- yeah. And meth to do. No, no, no. But to answer your question, <laughs> um, to answer your question. Uh, I had never really thought about that, but I kind of like how they're doing that. I, honestly, Solo is a star. I think he's great in the ring. Uh, I love his gimmick right now. Um, I think he could be a future champion years down the road, man. And, I mean, God, we never know, man. This is pro wrestling. Maybe he's the one to take it off Roman. Never I know. St- I, still, I still think it's a missed opportunity that they didn't give him a mid-card title while the Usos were tag team champions. And while Roman was the world champion – so that everyone can have everybody have in the bloodline, like yeah. a la a la evolution. Um, 
PJ, did you see this outcome turning out this way where Solo yeah. gets the win? Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, yeah. it's the last time we're going to see the Usos uh, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, again, you've got the, they're the undisputed tag team champions. They're going to have to split up the belt somehow. Um, but they, now that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are on Raw and the Usos are on SmackDown, we've seen the last of this, this rivalry for the foreseeable future. Matter of fact, on Monday Night Raw, they even alluded to it as they were interrupted by Imperium and it had an impending tag team match with them uh, on Monday Night Raw this past week. Um, now, PJ, we have made it to the main event of WWE Backlash 2023. Cody Rhodes taking on Brock Lesnar. This match goes nine minutes, 40 seconds. Uh, Cody Rhodes goes over as Brock Lesnar puts him in a Kimura and Cody Rhodes rolls him up on top of himself to get the three count, um, something we've seen in the past, something we'll continue to see going forward with yeah. guys that have have those upper body submissions that put themselves on their back. Uh, we do see a spot where the, the, the turnbuckle is exposed and Brock Lesnar hits the turnbuckle. And I'll be honest, it looks like he got cut open the hard way. Um, yeah, I don't think that was a blade job. I was just talking about that uh, with a coworker today. I don't think that was a blade job at all. Um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think about. Uh, but I mean, honestly, he got cut right in the right in the eyebrow line in his yeah. forehead. It looked bad. I, I mean, I, let me let me just say, I love the match. I good. think that they, I think they both have great chemistry. Um, I would have loved to see uh, a title match for them down the down the line in the future. What I will say, I love the, and I know this may not have been. Um, I don't know if the if the crimson mask was um, was planned or not. Or into the books. What I will say, it was a nice little tribute to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican wrestling, because you know everyone talks about the Japanese hardcore exploding ring barbed wire matches, you know, but Puerto Rico used to go hard, and it yeah. went it sometimes harder than the uh, than the um, Eastern style matches. Man, Puerto Rico was a tough spot to get into, and if you were working in Puerto Rico at the time, you knew they or everyone else knew that um, you had made it somewhere where. Literally only the big boys play. Um, and dude, Puerto Rico was a hard spot to do. Um, and I love the, I, I love watching those old Puerto Rican matches. They're f f almost did it. They're pretty, they're really brutal. And yeah. some of them are even hard to watch. Uh, if you can't watch ECW, damn sure can't watch a Puerto Rican uh, uh, death match. But moving on, I like that little tribute with Lesnar here in Puerto Rico. I'm sure the Puerto Rican fans loved it. Some of the older oh, Puerto popped, Rican fans. When he, when oh, they popped hard. The, weekend, yeah. the Puerto Rican fans in the crowd that have grown up watching that stuff because of what their parents had watched, then they see it in WWE. That's pretty sweet, man. Uh, so anyway, I, I did love the match. And again, the chemistry that these guys had, I did not expect it to be so apparent. And I, I really enjoyed it. Well, the, the match was great. The finish was was perfect. Uh, they There were rumors after the after the night was over that this match, this the story between Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar is far from over. Correct. Uh, yeah. we'll, and we'll I like that we're keeping it going. You know, Well, we're yeah. going to talk about that. You're right. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second. I do want to give a heads up. Bill did send me a picture of the Mexicals, and they were, in fact, driving a white lawnmower uh, to the ring. Um, we're gonna, we, we would normally take a short break uh, for, for a commercial, but I'm going to do another live read here uh, before we get into our, our next spot where we're going to talk about uh, one last, one last topic before we get to our curtain call of the show. Uh, we're going to discuss the, the the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. 
uh, that the tournament started on Monday. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk about our uh, one of our, our best sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. We are going to get right into uh, discussing the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, after Backlash, we uh, are going into this tournament, if you want to call it that, for the new World Heavyweight Championship. Triple H debuted it a few weeks ago. They said that whatever whatever show Roman got drafted to, the other show would receive the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. They're not calling it WWE World. They're just calling it the World Heavyweight Championship. But I digress. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, we, we just talked about Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Um, the story not being over. There was there were two triple threat matches that took place on Monday Night Raw that saw Cody Rhodes, Finn Balor, and I'm I'm losing the the third person in that match. The winner of that match would take on the winner of the other triple threat between Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, and I'm forgetting the other person that was in that match. Oh, the Miz. The Miz was yeah, in Miz. that match as well. Um, Seth Rollins would go over in that match, and as Cody Rhodes was about to go over in his qualifying match, uh, he was attacked by Brock Lesnar, leaving the door open for Finn Balor to take the win. And you would see Seth Rollins and Finn Balor main event Monday Night Raw. They went just about 30 minutes. It was a great match. (laughs) Yeah, it was a great match, and it saw Seth Rollins go over, and so he will face the winner of the tournament on SmackDown. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, again, we saw Cody Rhodes attacked by Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar uh, is visibly beaten up. He's got the scar on his forehead from the from the, the stitches from the night before. Uh, he's got a black eye. I don't know if that's makeup done or not, but if it was, it was a great job done. Yeah. Challenges Cody Rhodes to a match at Night of Champions. So we're and, and Cody would later in the show would would respond and accept. So we're going to get that match run back here in Saudi Arabia. Um, so so kudos there. Another more great story being told between these two. Um, but we're going to talk about the World Heavyweight Championship once again. SmackDown will feature two triple threat matches the same way that Monday Night Raw did. Um, one triple threat match is featuring AJ Styles, Edge, and Rey Mysterio. That the sounds other, great, by the oh, way. That, it's gonna be a fun that is just insane. Anyway, I decided yep. to bring that up. No, and the second match is going to feature Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Sheamus. So almost yeah. an exact rematch of the Backlash uh, United States Championship match. And uh, similar to what they did on Raw, the winner of these was two Damian triple Priest, threats. Was Damian Priest in that Raw uh, triple threat? With he Nakamura, was. Nakamura and... Um, um, and Rollins. And Rollins, yeah. What, was it Was it Priest? I believe it was Damian Priest. With, I think with it was Nock Damian and, Priest and Rollins. Yeah. So, so nevertheless, yeah, no, but... it wasn't, it wasn't knock. It was, it was Miz, Miz knock and Rollins. It was. It was Rollins. No. Cause, Rollins cause... knock and, um, and Priest. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's who it was because they wouldn't put, it wouldn't put Priest yeah. and Balor in the same. Yeah. So Rollins, anyway. Yeah. Rollins, Nakamura and, and, and Damian Priest. Yeah. So you get, so now you're going to get a winner of each of these triple threats, uh, wrestling each other at the end of SmackDown, and the winner of that match will face Seth Rollins for the quote-unquote first-ever World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions. So we've already talked about the fact that they're going to have to exchange 
the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. That's 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 my way of saying they're flip flopping. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I tell I, you I'm what, with you. It's a family show, PJ. Come on. No, um, PJ. I already mentioned the fact that it's sort of already it's already sort of finicky as it is with yeah. Raw and SmackDown. The roster is supposed to be set, but they're still having. SmackDown people show up on Raw. Raw people show up on SmackDown. They're having a world heavyweight, a Raw World Heavyweight Championship tournament on Friday Night SmackDown, featuring SmackDown superstars in Bobby Lashley, Sheamus, and Theory, yeah. Edge and Rey Mysterio. It sounds like to me, it feels like the only logical explanation is that we are setting up AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Well, no, because isn't AJ Styles on SmackDown now too? Or is he? No, he's on Monday Night Raw with with uh, with the OC. So, the, so yeah, it makes sense to me that you're going to see AJ Styles come out of this and take on Seth Rollins, so that we don't. Because otherwise, otherwise it's too predictable. Because it's already a foregone conclusion. Seth Rollins will be the first World Heavyweight Champion. Do you have Do you have any other thoughts as, as to otherwise? I. Yeah, I mean, I could see AJ going over. You know, he's the guy that just came back from uh, from an injury. Um, they throw him a bone, as in a belt. Uh, you know, and you know the thing is too, Seth Rollins doesn't have anyone to watch his back. AJ's got the OC. If we're if we're keeping AJ Styles heel, um, if he's able to beat Rollins, a lot, you know, stealing your little transition there, like uh, Roman defeating almost everybody with the help of his bloodline, it makes sense. Um, that being said, I think Seth Rollins should be the guy. But um, actually, I'm totally biased, and I thought Nakamura should have gone all the way to the end to win. I would have loved to see Nak with a belt that wasn't an Intercontinental title. Uh, but anyway, um, no, I, I agree with you that Rollins is probably the guy. But again, you can't deny that AJ Styles makes sense too, especially with the OC watching his back. Either way, I think it's going to be a fun, fun, fun few matches. Uh, and, you know, who does, who does Seth Rollins feud with from here? You know, if he, if he does get the belt, who, where does he go from here? Does he feud with Jonah? No, Jonah's back. Oh no, no, no! That could happen, right? It could. But you know what? Though, when we when we talk about why could this happen, because they're on the same show. To your point, Frig, no one is abiding by any of the rules of the draft. So who cares? I, I yeah. should. We, we don't. We don't need to talk about well that could happen because he's on SmackDown and he's on Raw. Why? Why couldn't that happen? So you've already said that you think Seth Rollins is the guy of these seven. Of these seven people still left. I guess eligible for the World Heavyweight Championship. Who would you like to see win the title the most? Probably AJ, because he is arguably one of the greatest wrestlers in the business still after an injury. Top five. Absolutely oh, top five. Absolutely. And um yeah, it's hard to say because belts are just props, but it's still like God, he should be in the title picture some way, somehow. I mean that and, might be who he feuds with too. I mean, you asked who Seth yeah, Rollins I mean, feud with. Keep, keep going, you know. They were, I, they were, they were baby faces by default when they were feuding with the Judgment Day prior to the uh, the, the the injury, and now yeah. both Judgment Day and the OC are back on Raw. So we could still see that feud reemerge. Correct. Yeah, which I think would be great. But you know, would it be for a world title? Would it be AJ versus Finn with a world title being, you know? Involved on the line, that sort of thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but again, this Friday night on SmackDown on Fox, you're going to get the second half of the World Heavyweight Championship uh, tournament, and the winner of that tournament will face 
Seth Rollins and is it Jeddah Saudi Arabia at Night of Champions to crown yeah. your brand new world heavyweight champion? Uh, PJ, before we take, I guess I want to call it our final break. Before we get into the curtain call, um, any any final thoughts on either the world heavyweight championship picture or backlash that just took place over the weekend? No, but at the last New Japan pay-per-view, um, Hikaleo defeated uh, Kenta to be your new uh, never open weight champion, and that was a really, really good match. That's a nice plug. You know, we'll have also, to talk some- <coughs> we'll have to- <laughs> also, also, Okada, Tanahashi, and, um, oh, God, what can I think of his name? Stone Pitbull. Um, Look at you. Look at you. Anyway, holding up, holding they, I know, I know. Stone name. Pitbull. Why can't they give his name? Anyway, um, Ishii, tomorrow Ishii uh, is your new six-man tag champions. And this is one of the first times in a long time that Okada is wearing a belt that's not the world title. So I think that's a really changing of the tide that we have Sonata, someone who was a mid-carder, is now your top-tier champion. And Okada, who's usually top-tier, is a six-man tag uh, champion with, again, Tanahashi and Toromura Ishii. So I think that's super fun. Anyway, it has nothing to do with what we were talking about, no. but it's wrestling. We'll have to talk some New Japan here coming up in the near future. We better. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina, is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. Uh, PJ. I, I, I need to make a correction. I need to make a correction in my forgetness of, of Stone Pitbull Tomorrow Ishii's name. I've messed up. I, I caught myself. Messed up. Hikaleo defeated Kenta for the strong open weight champion. It was actually David Finley who defeated Tamatonga for the never open weight champion, open which I don't agree with. Uh, I don't know if you've seen a whole lot of David Finley running the Bullet Club for a little while, but um, I'm not loving it. He's the oh yeah with Jay White gone. Jay White is in AEW and uh, they're taking a chance again. They're taking a chance with some changing of the tide, you know, putting some guys in the in the picture. Um, but uh, David Finley running the Bullet Club right now, it, to me, I don't think it's that fun. But um, we'll see what happens. Whatever. Well, let's see what happens with this week's curtain call. If you're yeah, have you been listening to the show this season? Uh, we have a segment of the show every week where we do our top five countdown of something professional wrestling related, and we are coining it the curtain call. And for this week's curtain call, uh, come th- comes thanks to PJ because your guy Billy Rye couldn't think of anything this week. He like he was like our curtain call should be I- I'm drawing a blank, and I gave him like four off the rip. Yeah. He picked one, so, it's so we're still going. Technically, he picked it. We're going our top five favorite WCW moments. So without further ado, PJ, give us your number five top WCW moment. It is. Let me get my list, and I'm checking it twice. I um, should say, yeah, I should say, I I wish I had picked something late '80s, early '90s, but everything was from the time that I was a kid. So let's. Oh, let's I just picked something. My number five is something from um, uh, late '80s, or well, I guess it's I guess it happened in early um, early '90s, but 
Uh, this event was really big because you definitely did not see it coming. Um, anyway, Sting getting kicked out of the Four Horsemen. That's a good one. I do. I do like that. I'll, I'll see that and I'll raise you. Uh, Monday, WW Monday Nitro, July seventh, nineteen ninety-seven. Can you can you think of about what I'm gonna what I'm gonna discuss from that? Say that say that one night. more time. What what is it? WCW Monday Nitro, July seventh, nineteen ninety-seven. No. La Parca defeats the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, that's no way. That's on my yes. list. Yeah, La Parca. Diamond Dallas Page dresses up as Laparca, does the little chairman yep. dance, uh, takes it or misses, and I, I guess he blocks an elbow drop from Macho Man Randy Savage, yep. hits the diamond cutter. Everybody goes nuts as he takes off Laparca's mask and gets the three count over Macho Man Randy Savage. What a great moment in WCW history! Fantastic PJ. moment. That's my number four. Um, Bill, you might have to explain this real quick. Yes, he carries the two in. And if he causes anything tonight, he sits out. I'm not sure what that's referring to. Maybe I'm a little, little behind on reading that comment. But I digress. PJ, is he, is he drinking? Or... <laughs> um, my, my, yeah, my number four is 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 the Savage and La Parca. And it's funny I had that date written down and I still didn't remember. Uh, that's yeah, hilarious. That, I mean, and it's funny because like when he hits the diamond cutter, the commentator's like a diamond cutter. And then what's La Parca doing? Yeah, that takes the mask off and oh, it's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I've actually got two unmaskings in my list, so I'll give you let you give you your number four, and then I'll give my number three. So my number four is one of the most infamous moments in WCW Monday Nitro history. Uh, part of this attack from the NWO would lead to actual cops and ambulances being called on the set of Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, and that is on WCW Monday Nitro, July 29th, nineteen ninety six. Yep. Kevin Nash, Lawn Darts, Rey Mysterio to a trailer. Uh, it was one of the most violent things. I mean, Rey Mysterio looked like a child compared to, to Kevin Nash's seven foot two frame to Rey Mysterio's what five foot four. And just again, we've talked about it on the show before. Find this video of of, of Rey Mysterio getting lawn darted into the side of a trailer yeah. at Universal Studios lot in Orlando, Florida. PJ, what's your number three? My number three takes place at Slamboree 1998, where Jericho is holding a big battle royal for a shot at his Cruiserweight champion. And there's someone who dressed in there as a mass wrestler named Cy Cyclope. Cyclope, I think was the name. Cyclope. 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 Wins, the, wins the match after Juvito Guerrero shakes hands with him and eliminates himself. He then unmasked, Cyclope play unmasked to reveal it is Dean Malenko who was had been gone for a couple months after losing to Chris Jericho. He then defeats Chris Jericho in a barn burner of a cruiserweight title match to become the cruiserweight champion again. And uh, thus, at the time, he was the first ever to win the cruiserweight champion four times. Uh, that to me was amazing. I was so happy because I was like, "Who the hell is this guy? And why don't I know who he is?" And he takes the mask off, and I'm like, "Oh my God, Dimalinko!" Uh, it was, and the crowd popped. That was a oh. great moment for me in WCW history. I agree, especially because there was a nice feud with Jericho. Kept sort of like louding, you know, calling him out every week. It was it was a great it was a great spot. Now I'm um, gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I think that you and I are gonna have the same number two and the same number one. All right, let's let's. Let's see. Did I? Uh, I, we, I, we I have. Can get I have. We can get yeah. to three, and then and then I. But I'm. I'm going to go ahead and. 
announce it. I think that's what's happening. Well, yeah, well, you're predicting we got two and one. So my number three belongs to the final Monday Nitro. On my birthday in the year 2001, uh, the match, the, the two guys that started it all off got to wrestle one more time on Monday Nitro, and that's Sting versus Ric Flair, WCW Monday Nitro, March 26, 2001. Um, yeah. Just the poetic ending that WCW deserved, and uh, and that's that's why I put that on there. PJ, let's hear your number two and see if we match each other's energy here at number two. I don't know. I think that that your moment for number three is more of a more of a WWF moment than. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Okay, my number two that I'm suspecting is also your number two takes place. <clears throat> July 7th, 1998. Goldberg defeating Hulk Hogan for the World Heavyweight Champion. That is in the Georgia Dome in Goldberg's hometown. What a pop. What a night. And how incredible was that? So it's funny because that is my number two. But you said it was July 7th. It was June 7th. I'm sorry. I meant June. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah. You botched it, man. We're live, pal. You can't go back and fix it. It's, yeah, no, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, June, with, yeah, June seventh. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then I'm gonna since you since we agreed on number two, I guess it's it's good for me to go number one, right? My yeah. number one, my number one moment is Bash of the Beach, 1997. The third man. The That's third man. I, I literally the, wrote the third man. Bash. I wrote ninety six. Yeah. I wrote the third man. Bash of the Beach. 96. 19 is 1997. Bass of the Beach, 1997. No, it wasn't. It was 96. Was it 96? Okay, so then I botched one. So we're one for one here. Podcast on over. Here. Podcast yeah, over. We have no idea what we're talking about. The third man. The outsiders have come and invaded WCW. They say they've got a they've got their their surprise guy that's going to come in and help them take over WCW. We get the infamous Hulk Hogan is in the building. And instead of Bobby Heenan keeping his mouth shut and letting letting the fans what all go, what side is he on? What side is he on? And you hear Dusty Rhodes, ah, what, what are you talking about, baby? We, if, Hulkamania is running wild here. And then, uh, you know, the leg drop heard around the world as he hits Macho Man Randy Savage with the leg drop. The leg and drop. the new world order is born. The infamous sight of all the trash in the middle of the ring at Bash of the Beach 1996. What a you what can a call moment. this. The new, new world, world order, order. Wrestling, brother. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Amazing. Good stuff. That was, a, that was a great curtain call. I'm, I'm so happy that I was correct that we both got the two and the one because you and I are just so symmetric that we can't we can't get away. I hear you. You've got you've got the hair on your head. I've got the hair on my well, you've got the hair on the face too. I was trying to say that we is. balance each other out. You've got enough hair for both of us. I think you've got um, a little bit more on your back than I do, but that's okay. That's that's factually untrue, but I digress. Uh PJ. This has been super fun. Yeah, uh, another very good live show. Thanks for everybody who listened and commented on our social media. Essentially, uh, it was Dan and Bill did most of the commenting. We might, you know, PJ, we might go to Mondays next week because that's where we got a lot more interaction was right leading up into Monday Night Raw. Sure. So whatever. we're, we're going we're gonna to try Mondays next week. But again, yeah, I forgot today. I, I forgot today's Tuesday that we'll do whatever you want to do. So that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, I will say that should we announce what we're doing next week? We're doing a deep dive into somebody. Aren't we doing that? Are we doing a deep dive? Let's let's we all, you know, this is news to me. Let's hear it. Who are we doing the deep you dive? You said on next you week? this is your idea. No, let's hear it because I've got a terrible memory. I'm still on, ne- next week. I'm still we're going to be doing a deep dive into a little bit of T and A, where we will be doing a deep dive into the career and the life of Miss Trish Stratus, who.
who Frick is for some reason still Gaga over. And we're going to talk all about that Gaga next week, guys. We're going to look into the career of Trish Stratus, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, fantastic women's champion, um, around a lot of uh, controversial angles that we're going to get into. And I can't wait to really deep dive, do some research on this, go from her career as training, as a manager for TNA to um, you know, working WrestleManias and winning the winning the women's title, uh, amazing stuff. One of the first wrestlers, I guess, besides China, uh, but one of the first wrestler women's wrestlers that was uh, more than just broad panties that was actually wrestling and entertaining and uh, a great worker too. Yeah, you know, I figured it was. Now that you mentioned it, I figured now that she is back in WWE for at least the foreseeable future, as she feuds with Becky Lynch. Um, that it made most the most sense to finally do the deep dive into Trish Stratus. Uh, like you said, from her transition from being a valet for TNA to being the person who Vince McMahon asked to bark like a dog to being a pioneer in WWE's uh, oh, women's wrestling. That. Yeah, that's we get to talk about it next week, bud. Yeah. So I hope you're ready for it. So we're going we're gonna to be, we're gonna be live, pal. We're good. Yeah, we're going to be doing a deep dive into Trish Stratus, so I can't wait to have that conversation. Wait, hold on. Let's just let's, – can we not say – can we not say, I'm going to do a deep dive into Trish Stratus? Can we not say that? Yeah, we'll figure can out. Just, can you relax for a second? We just... will figure out a better way to say it before the You're show You're sweating right now. Do you know that? I'm just, I'm hot and I'm fat, PJ. Thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> to I, the got rest. The, I got the deep dive sweats. I've got I've got the meat sweats here, and I haven't eaten meat since fucking like, oh, see, now you got me doing it, PJ. Now you got me doing it. You son of a Shut gun. it Shut it down. I had a I had a steak I had a steak quesadilla before that. I made them. It was delicious. I'm I'm taking my mom to a steak dinner on Mother's Day, so we'll we'll go with that. Um, Yeah. You know, on the on the actual podcast platform, I'm gonna edit that out. I'm not gonna edit out for the YouTube show, but this will get edited out for the not all of this, but just the the part where I slipped up and pulled a PJ. PJ, (laughs) let's we're running late. Let's 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 go ahead and end this up. Thanks. All right, let's sign it off, baby. Yeah, thanks for being here tonight, PJ. Thanks for everybody who joined us on social media for this edition of Tap House and Touchdowns Live, where we review WWE Backlash 2023. And join us next week. Well, join us in a couple days where Banker Bill and I are going to be previewing the XFL Championship, talking more NFL offseason. Yeah, some of my listeners do, PJ. They want to, you know, I got to tell you something off the air because somebody gave me an idea that would have eliminated the the, the Tap House part of this podcast. All together, but we're going to be talking about NFL postseason, uh, potentially USFL week four, even though it's some of the worst watched stuff on TV. Um, and then uh, make sure you pay attention. Watch watch out for ta- – uh, I can't even talk right now because I'm so ahead of myself. Tobacco Road Sports Radio will be sharing the Cat Cave episode five. Michael Davis and I are talking Carolina Panthers offseason, uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that as well. So for PJ Steven, it's your guy, Bully Rye, for Tap House and Touchdowns. Thanks for joining us tonight, and I'll be around.